Alright, alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? Zelda Talks Facts here. Because with the facts, like always, of course, hope you guys are doing great on this Saturday morning. It's very nice outside. I'm inside doing this episode right here. Hope you guys enjoyed my AEW Dynamite review from yesterday. And I did say we were going to talk some baseball either today or tomorrow. Well, today is today. And here we go. So the New York Mets and Francisco Lindor. So there was a deal that came out, I believe it was on Wednesday night. Is when they uh, gave Lindor the contract, contract extension. So he's going to be a Met, most likely for the rest of his career. A 27-year-old, four-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove Award winner, two-time Silver Slug Award winner. It looks like he's going to be a Met for the rest of his career. That's what it seems like. He got a 10-year, $341 million extension that will keep him with the team through 2032. That is something right there. That is something. He'll be, I guess he'll be like 36 or, he'll be in his late 30s when that contract is done. And somebody said the Mets will still be paying Bobby Vanilla that $1 million on July 1st by then. Like, oh my God. You can't even give the Mets fans any like joy right there. You gotta bring up Bobby Vanilla. Jesus Christ. Well, Lindor, man, you know, I thought like, cause I didn't think they were gonna come to an agreement. Because he denied their first like offer was like $325 million. And like he said, he wanted $385. And I was like, whoa, like, okay. So he wants a whole lot more than that. So I was like, okay, I don't think he's going to sign an extension. If I was Lindor, in my opinion, I would have tested the market after the season. Because the shortstop market is going to be red hot after the season. So you can scratch Lindor's name off that list. Because you have Correa, that's a free agent. You have Seager, or Corey Seager. I should say that's a free agent. You know, Javi Baez and Trevor Story. So you've got a big class of shortstop free agents going into the 2022 season. Here's my opinion right here on those guys. I don't think I don't think Story is going back to Colorado. He could get traded during, you know, the season. That might happen. The Rockies can get a lot of prospects back for him. Um, Corey Seager, I mean, it's kind of questionable... In my opinion, I don't know if he's going to go back to the Dodgers. He may want a lot of money. I don't know if the Dodgers can pay him. So I think he's gone. Um, Baez, I can't see him leaving the Cubs. So I'm going to say, yeah, I, I think he'll stay with the Cubs. And Correa, I can't see him leaving the Astros. I could see them coming up with an extension. And he'll stay with them. I think they come with an extension this year. I believe they'll do that. Um, but with Baez, I could I could see him becoming a free agent, but I can't see him leaving the Cubs. I could see them coming to an agreement, but I could see Story getting traded this year, you know, as maybe like a rental to some team that might need him, and then we'll see what he does on the free agent market. And Seager, Corey Seager, I could see him becoming a free agent going somewhere else. You know, but like I said, if I was Frankie Lindor, Mr. Smile, I would have tested the market. I really would have, but, you know, I'm happy for him. He got paid, you know. Is it going to work out for the Mets? Well, time will tell. Time will tell for the Mets. We just don't know. You know, Lindor is one of the best players in baseball, one of the best shortstop, if not the best shortstop in baseball. He's fun to watch. You know, I really, to be honest, to be honest, though, listen, listen. When he wanted $385 million, I thought he was crazy. I'm like, whoa, like you want almost $400 million? Um, I don't know about that. I don't think that's going to happen. 
But they came to an agreement. They came to an agreement. You know, I could see Lindor being a National League MVP in the future. Maybe not this season, but I could definitely see it. He is going to look really clean in those uh, alternate black jerseys the Mets have. You know, those they're bringing those back. You know, even though I hate the Mets, you know, I love those jerseys, though. So that's going to look pretty cool on Lindor and everybody else on that team. But this Mets team right here, you know, going into the future, going into the future, they have a bright future. They still got a lot of young players on this team, you know, like guys like Alonzo and Smith and McNeil. You know, you still got great guys in rotation like the Grom, and you need Syndergaard to be healthy. And we'll see how Strowman does for them. You know, and Carrasco, I feel like, will be a huge piece. You know, this the rotation will be interesting. The bullpen, eh, we'll see how their bullpen does. You know, the Mets bullpen hasn't been great in years. So, I'm just saying, you know, the bullpen's a big question mark. But their offense is going to be great. They're starting pitching. It's questionable because it all comes down to if guys can stay healthy. We know DeGrom, well, he should have won the Cy Young last year. should have won the National League Cy Young last year. If he didn't get hurt for a little while, he definitely would have won. He'd be a three-time National League Cy Young Award winner. He's the best pitcher in baseball. I mean, obviously. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's a fact right there. He's the best pitcher in baseball. Not just the National League. Throughout whole baseball, DeGrom's the best pitcher. There's just no denying that. Um, but we'll definitely see, though. It's a risky signing for Lindor, though. It really is. You could say it's a risky signing for the Mets. It is also, too, because, you know, he's getting older, you know. You have to hope that he stays healthy. He's been healthy throughout his whole career. You know, I'm just saying, when players get old, they always got to worry about nagging injuries, you know. There's no universal DH, or hopefully in the future there is a universal DH. So maybe Lindor could be a DH in the future when he gets older. Like, say if he really can't play the field anymore. I'm just saying that. I mean, listen, if he plays, if he's still able to play the field at an elite level in his mid-30s, then God bless him. I'm just saying. And there should be a universal DH, you know. Just want to throw that out there. But Rob Manfred's an idiot, so it is what it is. But um, I'm happy for Lindor, though. He got, the, he got paid. I'm happy for him, though. I really am happy for him. You could say, oh, Yankee fans happy for Lindor. I thought you wanted Lindor on the Yankees. Well, yeah, I did, but it's not meant to be. So I'm happy for him. And I wish him all... Success. I know I said I hate the Mets, but I don't, I don't like, you know, viciously hate the Mets like crazy. If they won a World Series, I wouldn't be pissed. Unless it was against the Yankees. It's a different story. But, you know, their fans, you know, their fan base suffered for a very long time. And Steve Cohen, you could say he has lived up to his word, even though he got outbid by, you know, not getting Romuto or Springer. We can't get everybody. And he brought in some good pieces like McCann. And he got the extension done with Lindor. So that's huge. That's huge right there. It really is. And he's very active on Twitter, Steve Cohen. Like, that's... Pretty cool to see. I'm not going to lie. He is pretty active on there. He'll talk to almost anybody, which is pretty cool. You, know, you love seeing an owner that's engaged and actually cares about the team. Steve Cohen cares about the team. Unlike the Wilpons, Steve Cohen cares about the Mets. He wants to turn them around. And you know what? For them, hopefully he can for them. I'm not hating on the Mets' success at all. I'm not. Absolutely not. I won't do that. They deserve to be successful. They do. You know, I thought in 2015... I thought in 2015 when they went to the World Series, I thought like the Mets were going to have a huge success for the next few seasons. Yeah, they made it to the playoffs in 2016 when they went to the wild card game and lost to the Giants. But and since then they have you know they've had miserable seasons since then. It is what it is. But the Mets, I believe they are going to have a good season this year. I could see them making the playoffs. That division is kind of tough though. I wouldn't worry about the Phillies because they have no type of pitching. They have a great offense. But they have no type of pitching. So I wouldn't worry about them. The Braves, you definitely got to worry about the Braves. They did win the division last year, so you got to worry about that. You got to worry about them. 
you got to worry about the Nationals. You know, they were world champions in 2019. Yeah, they didn't make playoffs last year, but you still got to worry about them. And I would say you got to worry about the Marlins just a little bit because they did make it to the playoffs last year. I get it, 60-game season, whatever. But the Marlins are an up-and-coming team. They're very young, and they're going to be really good. Sixto Sanchez is going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. That's all I'm saying. He's a future NL Cy Young Award winner. That's just, that's just what I'm saying right there. So you have a lot of problems right there. But like I said, the Phillies, you don't have to worry about them. You got to worry about their offense. You know, you'll have a lot of high-scoring games with the Phillies because of their offense. But their pitching, they have no type of pitching. They have none. So all you got to worry about is their offense. You're going to have a lot of high-scoring games. It's just simple as that. Obviously, the pitching will have good games, obviously. But not all, not all the time. We know that. But not, well, not most of the time, I should say. Most of the time, their pitching is going to be very mediocre. But the rest of the division, I mean, the Mets, I could see them winning the, going to the wild card. I can't see them winning the division. I believe it's still the Braves' division. But it all depends if everybody stays healthy. It all depends if everything goes according to plan. You know, anything could change. The Mets are very capable of winning the NL East. I'm not knocking them at all. They're very capable of winning the NL East. I just don't see it. Right now, I still see it as the Braves. But Lindor, I feel like he's going to have a really good season. I think he'll bat near like 300, probably have 25-plus home runs, 100 RBIs. He's going to have a stellar season at shortstop, we know. The Mets opening day, the Mets home opener is going to be on Thursday against the Marlins. We know Lindor is going to get a huge ovation. We know that for a fact. You know, probably one of the biggest ovations you'll hear, even though it's going to be, you know, even though it's not even be full capacity, it's going to sound like full capacity. You know, those Mets fans are very passionate. They really are. Some of them are delusional, but every fan base has delusional fans. You know, the Mets, they have those delusional fans. You know, listen, every fan base does, whatever sport it is. But, you know, the true diehard fans, you know, they're, they're hungry. They haven't won a World Series since 86. It's been a long time. You know, they have a bright future. They have a great front office now. You know, the front office isn't a bunch of goofs like the Wilpons and Brody Van Wagenen. Now you got a guy like Cohen right there who cares about the team. Like I said, it is really good to see an owner care about the team, not be away from the team. You know, be active on social media, interact with the fans, you know, and blah, blah, blah. That's a good thing right there to see out of an owner. It really is. Wilpons, they didn't care. But, you know, they could say, oh, no, we did No, you really didn't, to be honest. You really didn't. And I want to see more owners, like, active right there, you know, active with the team on social media, you know, interacting with the fans. Like, it's just, it's cool to see. Not an owner that's just not there, doesn't care. Like, like a guy like James Dolan, you know, who doesn't give a shit about the Knicks or the Rangers at all. You never see him really active about it, you know, I, well, recently, until he gets ripped apart, and that's when he comes out of his rabbit hole and starts... Going, oh, well, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You want to see an owner that's just active and just there. Cares about the team. Cares about the fans. That's what I want to see out of every owner. But most owners aren't going to be like that. But a new generation of owners probably will be like that. That's what I love to see. And I want the Mets to be successful. Because they deserve to be. They deserve to be successful. They do. They went through so much pain these last few years or these last decades. They went through so much pain... They deserve it. Lindor is like that. And you could say, like, Steve Cohen's like that white knight coming in to save him. And Lindor, he's like baby Jesus. He really is. We could say DeGrom is, you know, you could say definitely say that. But Lindor is a huge piece of offense. He makes the offense and the team a hundred times better. You know, would I have... You know, if he would have got $400 million, I kind of would have been like, um, that's a little bit too much. But they stay within the $300 million range, 341, so almost half of $400 million. They're pretty close to that. 
but Steve Cohen, you know, didn't take they didn't take three hundred eighty-five million dollars. They didn't cave into that. They said three hundred forty-one million dollars, and Lindor accepted. It is going to be something. I know Mets fans are starting to get like you know antsy about it because Lindor denied the three hundred twenty-five million dollars. But that's what that's what sports are. You know, there's negotiations everywhere you go. So they negotiated and the Mets didn't cave in. They just gave, you know they said okay we're not you don't want the three hundred twenty-five million dollars. But we're not going to give you $385 million. So here's $341 million. Basically, take it or leave it. And Lindor took it. You know, the Mets could be a really dangerous team in the next few years to come. They seriously could be. You know, you can always say, but it's the Mets. I mean, that is true, though. The Mets, you know, anytime they've had, like, a little bit of success, it's always went down. You know, the 90s were a miserable year to be a Mets fan. I think, I think they only made the playoffs once in the 90s. That was 99, I believe. Where they lost to the Braves in the championship series. And they, they went six games with them. I got to give them that. They went six games. You know, against a loaded Braves team. They went six games with them. You know, they fought. They seriously fought. It just wasn't enough. You know, they went through so much pain in their fans. They really have. You know, their fan base, they deserve a winning team. Not a team that's average, above average. No, they deserve an elite team. They absolutely do. And things do seem like they're turning around for the Mets. You know, getting Lindor and getting him to sign that extension, it seems like things are going to definitely turn around. You know, and I, I thought to myself, a big question, is Francisco Lindor a Hall of Famer? Right now, I would say no. I think he goes to a few more All-Star games and maybe wins an MVP. Then, yeah. Then definitely. But not right now. I'm not, not going to say it now. Anything can happen. We don't know yet. He hasn't even stepped on the field for a regular season game yet, but it is a huge move. You know, because that's, you know, because we know Mets fans will be worried throughout the whole season. And the media will be asking Lindor and Cohen the whole season. Oh, is Lindor going to stay? Is Lindor going to walk? Or they would say to Lindor, are you planning on re-signing? Are you going to walk out? You know, are you going to test the market? It's good they got it done. You know, Mets fans don't deserve any of that stress. They've had enough stress throughout, you know, these years. Like, seriously. Like, you just know that's what the media would do. That's what the media does. Anytime there's, like, a guy, you know... That's gonna be a free agent the next season. The media's on top of you. They're on top of the man. They're on top of management. Oh, is he planning to stay? What are the negotiations? Like, how are things going? You know. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. That's just how it is, right there. That's what the media does. That's just what the media does. The media's done that for years. You know, and we'll see how Lindor does with the New York media. You know, New York media is one of the toughest, if not the toughest media in all sports. And we'll see how he does. You know, I think he's very mentally tough. We know he's physically tough. And I think he's going to have a whole lot of success with the Mets. I believe he's going to. Like I said, I believe he's going to win an MVP. I'm not going to say this year, a little too soon. I'd say maybe in his third or fourth year as a Met, he'll win an MVP. Like, he'll get better by the years, I feel like. Because it's going to take him a while to adjust. You know, it's a new organization, new fan base, new people, you know. You get used to it. It's like, okay, you got to, like, give him some time, though. Because Lindor, he might struggle a little bit when the season starts for them. Because the Mets were supposed to start yesterday, but the Nationals have a problem with, you know, COVID. So the Mets aren't starting their season until Monday in Philly. So, you know, it's going to take Lindor a little while to just to get settled in. If he struggles in April, I, I already know what Mets fans are going to do. They're gonna, and, the, and what the media is going to do, they're going to rip him. They're going to rip they're going to rip the Mets apart and be like, oh, Lindor's not worth the money. What were they thinking? Blah, blah, blah. But then when Lindor 
is red hot in the summer, they're going to be like, oh my god, it was the best... This was the best move the Mets have ever made in their whole lives. Like, oh my god, Steve Cohen is God. That's what they'll do. I expect Lindor to struggle a little bit. That's mostly for anybody that's come to New York. They've struggled a little bit when they've started. You know, like with the Yankees, like, you know... Like, Stan struggled a little bit. Tino Martinez struggled a little bit. Didi struggled a little bit. It just happens. It's New York. You know, it just happens. That's just how it is. That's just how it is, you know, when you come to New York. You know, Piazza, well, I don't know how he did. I know in 98 he came over to the Mets. And Piazza was fucking amazing for the Mets. Like, he lived up to, you know, amazing. Like, he really was great. He was awesome. You know, but it's New York, so... Obviously, it's not the Yankees, it's, you know, the Mets, but still, it's still New York. It's going to take a while. Like I'm saying, I expect Lindor to struggle a little bit. I'm not trying to put it out there saying, oh, yeah, he's going to struggle. It's just it's just how it is when you come to New York or when you go to a new team. You're going to struggle a little bit. You're not going to go there and be red hot right away. It takes time to settle in, you know what I mean? That's just how it is. Because now Lindor knows he's going to be a Met for life, basically. We'll have to wait and see what happens. And he's got no trade clause, obviously. He's got to accept the trade, so there's no trade clause right there. And we'll see We'll see how things work out for the Mets and Lindor. He's going to be a hell of a ball player for the Mets. He was a hell of a ball player in Cleveland. He's going to be great. He's going to be great here in New York for the Mets. He's going to be amazing. He's going to live up to the amazing. You know, the amazing Mets, he's going to live up to it. He might be Mr. Amazing. Who knows? But let's see how the Mets do this year. Like I said, you know, they got to stay healthy. That's the one thing. You know, we know DeGrom, he was a little bit hurt last year, but I think he's going to have a great year this year like always. Syndergaard, I believe, is coming back in the summer, so we'll see how he does. You know, he's had a lot of injury problems, so that's the one guy I'm not too sold on with the Mets. Like, Syndergaard, he's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot to prove. That's all, that's all I'm trying to say because he gets hurt a lot. You know, see how Strowman, you know, handles the Mets. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody knows how I feel about Strowman, obviously. But he's still a good pitcher, and we'll see how he does for the Mets. You know, we'll have to wait and see. You know, Carrasco, I feel like we'll have a good season for the Mets. And who will be their fifth guy? They, got rid of, they, they lost Walker, so who's their fifth guy in the rotation? I got to take a look. So I'm probably just blanking on it right now. I know I probably know who it is. I'm just blanking on a name. Oh, let's see. They got, oh, yeah, Tyjan Walker. Tyjan Walker. And since, you know, Carrasco's on the I.L. right now, and so is Syndergaard, obviously, they'll have Joey Lucchese, who came over from the Padres, so, okay. So their rotation their rotation right now is DeGrom, Lucchese, Peterson, Stroman, and Walker. I forgot about, I see, I forgot about Tyson Walker. That was the name I was thinking of. Tyson Walker, I think he's going to be an underrated piece in that rotation. I believe he's going to be. So we know the Mets rotation's a little bit thin starting off this season. So now... We know that. We know their offense is going to be fine. But you got to say, though, Mets fans are rejoicing right now. You know, they see Steve Cohen. They see him as God right now. Coming in and saving the Mets. And hopefully he does. Like I said, I don't hate the Mets like that. I just don't. That's not who I am. I'm not that type of fan. I'm not the type of Yankee fan that bashes the Mets when I get the chance to do it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Because what's the point? It's not my team. So why would I care? Like, their success doesn't hurt me at all. Unless if it's against us in the World Series. It's a different story. It's two different things. I'm just saying. The Mets deserve to go to a World Series. They do. They absolutely do. But we'll see what happens, though. You know, in 10 years from now, in 2031, 
Well, obviously, his contract's over in 2032. So let's say we'll look at 2032 in 11 years from now. How would this deal look for the Mets? Is it going to be one of the best moves that they've ever made? Or is it going to be one of the worst moves that they ever made? Because you still never know how it's going to turn out. You still never know how it's going to turn out. He hasn't stepped on the field yet, but I believe Lindor is going to be amazing. Like I said, his third or fourth year, he'll win the National League MVP. Like, maybe, like, in his third year, he'll be up there in the top three, but he won't win. But then in his fourth year with the Mets, that's when he'll win. We'll have to wait and see, guys. Feels great talking about baseball, though. It really does, to be honest. I just want to throw that out there. But, um... Yeah, we'll see how it all works out. We'll see how it all works out. I know Mets fans were pretty stressed out a couple days ago because Lindor denied $325 million, you know. But it's all worked out for them. It's all worked out now. It's all worked out. You know, Lindor, all times batting average is, you know, 285. He's at 138 home runs. He's got 411 runs batted in. Wasn't an all- well, actually, there was no All-Star. I had to think about that. There was no All-Star game last year. Like, I totally forgot about... The 2020 season, there was no All-Star game last year. Before last year, Lindor, four straight years, went to the All-Star game. I could see him being an All-Star this year. Like, see, I forgot about the whole 2020 season. I, like, wiped that from my memory. It's like men in black right there, you know, wiping your memory right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like I said, one of the most things I'm most excited about to see with the Mets is definitely seeing those, you know, black alternate jerseys. Because those jerseys, like I said, they're clean and they're awesome. I've always loved those jerseys. They're one of my favorite jerseys in the league. Absolutely they are. I wouldn't wear it because, you know, I'm not a Mets fan. I wouldn't wear that shit at all. And I'm a Yankees fan. I ain't wearing that shit. I'm good. I will not wear that. I won't even put that on for a second. Maybe, maybe I'll, like, I'll hold it, but I won't put it on. Like, no. Just just no. <laughs> but those jerseys are really nice, though. They really are. But like I said, you know, I wish the Mets all the success this year. I wish Lindor all the best this year. And we'll see what happens. We'll see if the Mets make the playoffs this year. You know, it's too early to tell, obviously. If everybody stays healthy for the Mets, you know, if most people stay healthy for the Mets, everything goes according to plan, we'll most likely see them in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. It's a tough division. You don't got to worry about Philly. I'd say, I'd say the Marlins are definitely one of their least concerns as well, but they're still a young ball club, so you never know what will happen. And if the Marlins are doing great by July, they might be buyers at the deadline. So that's all, that's all I'm trying to say. You just never know. You just never know what they're going to do. The Marlins are a tricky team. They could turn out to be a great team this year. Because they're hungry. They're coming off going to the playoffs last year. So we never know. We know the Braves are going to be great. We know the Nationals are going to be great. But we'll definitely see what happens. But like I said, congratulations to the Mets. Congratulations to the Mets fans. You know, you got your guy in Lindor now. And Steve Cohen, a guy that cares about the team. I'm sure it feels good for them, you know. Because like with the Wilfons all those years. And them not caring. Brody Van Wagen and being a joke. That guy was a whole... That guy was a whole joke. And that whole thing that happened with Jared Porter. That, that was disgusting. Thank God he's gone. And Mickey Calloway, when he was there, you know, fuck him too, because that shit's all disgusting, that what he did as well. Like, oh my god. But we'll see what happens, though. But alright, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. And I'll talk to you guys soon. I don't know when my next episode will be, you know. I would say right now, the next episode that'll come out will be my AEW Dynamite review, so that'll be on Thursday or Friday. So if anything comes up with sports, obviously we'll talk about it. We know we got the NHL trade deadline coming up on the 12th. So obviously either on that day or the 13th, you know, we'll talk about moves that have been made. And uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll do an episode like who the Islanders should trade for. You know, maybe I'll, well, I did kind of talk about that in the Andrews Lee episode, you know. So I really did talk about that. So, but and we'll see though. All right, guys, I will talk to you guys soon. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. 
Happy Easter. I hope you guys have a great Easter tomorrow. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you soon.